You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here is your host, Khalil Dumas. Let's start the year off strong. Download our Unstucked Budgeting Guide to get unstuck in your finances to begin to understand your flow of money. Look, when I think back to when I really made a shift from living paycheck to paycheck to being able to invest and actually understand my retirement timeline, it all started with budgeting. So download our budgeting guide available in the show notes. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today, I'm joined by Monica Mazur. Monica, I actually came across your content after kind of talking with Gabby. She's my accountability buddy. And after kind of going on your website, listening to your podcast, I had to get you on the show. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out and getting me here. I'm really excited. Of course. So I know we were just talking a second ago, and I want to hear your story. But on top of that, I want to hear like, what is a life performance coach? Because I've interviewed a ton of business coaches or life coaches, but I haven't heard like life performance coach. So one, what's your story? And kind of tell us a little bit about what life performance coaching is. I'm super curious when you're hearing life performance coach, what comes to your mind? Yeah, you know, when I kind of took a look at things, it looked like it was a little more robust, right? It's not just talking about like your physical health or your mental health. It seems like you've been able to kind of combine that and sprinkle kind of personal development over the top. Yes, that's right. So thank you. And that's great. So I'm always wondering if it's coming across as confusing or is it straightforward? Life, performance, and coaching, right? So performance in your entire life. And I consider myself a secret weapon of high achievers. I sit in their back pocket and no one knows I'm there. I help them elevate themselves. So the story is, it really starts when I, at 21, I moved from Poland to America. It was not my plan to immigrate. My plan was to come for one year to learn the language and go back. And I never did that because I fell in love with the freedom that I had here. Not that I was oppressed in Poland where I'm from. However, I kind of imagined and I had the vision of my life that life would go if I were to stay in Poland. And so I would have gone to college, which I started and I never finished for communications and journalism. I would have probably met someone, gotten married, and by 28 or 29, I would start having kids and I would never ever experience the world and do anything. Nothing wrong with that. Just the idea of this predictability was like a killer to me. I just was like, I don't want to do what my parents do. And I actually was just talking about it on another podcast this week where, you know, the truth is I'm a first-generation woman who can actually do something from Poland. So my mother was born in 1956-7 in communism. They couldn't travel. They couldn't go places. They couldn't learn languages. They didn't have passports. It was just, this is the country. I mean, imagine the Cuba, right? So she couldn't. She didn't have the freedom. Yes, now she does, but what is she going to do now? And when communism ended, she was in her mid-30s. She had family, kids. You know, it was limited what she could do. And then my grandma, my beloved grandma, was born before the Second War, and she was 15 when the Second World War happened, and Germans attacked Poland. So she also, she didn't go to high school the way she wanted. She wanted to be a nurse. She didn't do it. She didn't have the freedom to do what she wanted to do. And her mother, at the beginning of 1900s, same thing. I mean, women had nothing to say. She was as bossy as they said she could have been. And so... Just recently, a couple of years ago, my mom said to me, you know, Monica, you're living the freedom of 
four generations of women. And I was kind of like, whoa, she's so right. I never thought about it this way. You know, grandmas couldn't because of war. She couldn't because of communism. And now I have all the freedoms that I want to have because I moved here. And so when I moved, I was like, wow, I can go to school and I can study and I can learn languages. I can be around people from all over the world. This is so awesome. And I think this is the beginning of my career, really like the seed, because I became a personal trainer first, kind of by accident. I hired a trainer. He wasn't really giving me what I needed as in like, I wanted the information, like why are we doing this or why are we doing that? And he was just like, oh, this is how we do it. That was the beginning of you know, Jersey Shore days, basically. And so I didn't learn much. There were not many female personal trainers then. And so I was like, well, I need to go to school to learn. So I did. And I became a personal trainer just for women at all women's environment. And it was awesome in order to create a niche for myself, which back then was called specialty, very basic In order to do that, I started doing fitness competitions. So I did bikini and figure competitions in bodybuilding. And through that, I realized, oh, you can have a really sick body, but that doesn't guarantee your life fulfillment. You can be in a tiny little bikini on stage getting awards that are over here on my shelf behind me, and that doesn't do anything. You can stand on the stage looking as amazing as ever, people looking at you like, whoa, is this even real? My female clients being like, can I touch your abs? Because I've never touched a six pack on the girl. And you're like, this is it. And so that's where I was like, all right, let's get into personal development. And that's where I met Gabby, who we have as a common friend at Landmark. And I started doing a lot of personal development, both in Boston, where I lived at that time, and in New York City. Through personal development, I was like, oh, we should merge this fitness thing with the mindset thing. And that was before mindset and manifesting all this was trendy. This was before. This was where I was like, this pushing someone, giving them nutrition and fitness tools is one thing. But like a lot of these people, they can get in amazing shape, but it doesn't really guarantee that they're happy and they're fulfilled. They're really not, just like I was in. And so that's kind of merging this like immigration and then personal training and then personal development together. I was like, all right, let's do this holistic thing. When someone works with me, they will get the training and the nutrition, yes. And then also the basic programs that I run just give you training. That's it. Just a fitness training. That's it. Then more is nutrition. And then more is more accountability and more one-on-one. And then like the higher tier level, highest tier level are the people who have specific goals. They either want to adjust their careers or their personal lives, or they want to publish books, or they want to create their side hustles to be their business. And so, you know, the foundation is always health and well-being because you and I, we know this, you cannot have an amazing life if you don't have the health. The body that we live in is very important, not only for confidence and stamina and health, but you you just have to be able to do things for self-expression, for the freedom, right? To wear what you want to wear, to go what you want to go and be confident with yourself. But that's not enough. And so then the aspect of life performance coaching is the extra layer where we can address like, what is it that you really want? How is it that you want it? And then we can address all the blind spots that you have, all the things you do that don't work for you. Maybe you don't ask for what you want. Maybe you have stories in your head why you cannot do certain things or you cannot go certain places or be with certain people. So we debunk all of this and then you're unstoppable. 
So you just slowly but surely elevate yourself, elevate yourself, elevate yourself. And the community I have is really, really great, the women who work with me right now. I do work with men, but usually they are somehow connected to the women that I work with. So husbands, brothers, boyfriends, fiancés. And so majority of the programs are for women. But, you know, in the future, there's nothing against men. It just started with the fact that I worked at the all-women's gym. So for eight years, I only was surrounded by female clients. So that's where it came from. That's wonderful. And I appreciate you kind of giving us that background. And it's amazing that you were able to cultivate all of your experiences into your profession and really just into your life. I love the analogy how you basically are living for four generations. Uh, you know, I come from a family of immigrants as well. And I hear that very similar sentiment, especially for the kids, right, uh, essentially. So that's wonderful. And we have a lot in common in terms of, you know, being in that fitness world. I'm an XD1 athlete. But also when I first started in my career, I started for a company called Revolution. They serviced IFBB pros. And so I spent the beginning of my career managing weightlifters and competition. And I noticed exactly what you noticed. People were short fuses. If you know they're taking steroids or doing all sorts of crazy things, they were nothing but not fulfilled. And I always found myself in these deep conversations with the athletes I managed, not about their competitions, but about how they really just couldn't live with themselves and how they had a really hard time. So it's really important the work you're doing. And I want to dig in a little bit to what a session looks like. I saw you have a BBM trial going on. You know, if I'm someone that has a story stuck in my head or if I'm someone that, you know, has told myself I shouldn't ask for more, like, where do you start? If I come to you in session one, where do you start? How do you get to know your clients and ultimately get them kind of back on track? You know, it really is, before I started doing this, I thought that I had to have some manual, right? Like you have to know what is it that the, how are we going to go by steps? And recently, it's actually so funny. Recently, one of my really, really good clients who've been training for a long time was like, all right, Monica, I need one-on-ones. Like it's enough already. She started with a basic training program. She added on the live sessions, meaning the live training sessions that we have on Zoom daily. She added the nutrition. She added more and more and more. And she goes, Monica, I need one-on-ones. And I said to her, great, let's do it. Let's book it. Let's do it. And we sit down and I said to her, so what is it that we're working on? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just like not happy. And I don't know why. And so we we literally went, okay, so what's this area of your life? What's this area of your life? What's this? And it was very quick. She pinpointed it right away. She's like, it's my work. And I'm like, all right. And it's funny because when I chatted to her, you know, just randomly in messages before we sat down, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so when I started asking her questions, so it's really just kind of doing an inventory of somebody's life and looking at the areas that work. And she's like, you know, I have a great marriage. I have a great kid. I love that. This is all working. My fitness is working. This is all good. And I was like, how's your work? She's like, well, it's all great. And I have vacation. I love to travel. But, you know, it's just so. And so we quickly pinpointed what is it that's not working. I mean, at the end of the day, there are only so many areas of one's life, right? And so the people who work with me are already very driven. They're already accomplished. They're not hot mess express people who are like, okay, well, my finances are a mess. My fitness is a mess. My relationship is a mess and my job is a mess. No, it's usually people who have it figured out. And on the outside, they look very, very accomplished. But of course, we all have areas that don't work as well as we'd like them to work. And so the first time we sit down, we literally just dig in. And sometimes if someone is a little bit all over the place, as in like, I'm not sure. I'm like, all right, great. Let's write it all out. What is it that you want? And I have a client like that too, where she started and it was essentially more accountability that she needed in fitness and um, nutrition because actually she's a former competitor who, you know, after competing and it happens a lot, people blow up. I actually talked about it on another podcast too, where I said that competing is not really a challenge. 
The challenge comes where you're transitioning from competing to real life and you have to figure out who am I? What's my actual weight? What do I do for fitness? Do I like to run? What am I going to eat? Because you don't have the coach telling you, eat this, do that, go to the gym, do cardio, do this. And so um, I've had a few people who, after transitioning from competing, wanted to be a normal person. And so with this specific client, she wanted more accountability because she was like, I'm so stuck with my nutrition and fitness and I don't know what to do. I'm training, but like I'm screwing up with food. And so it's like, well, let's sit down and talk about it all. She was like, oh, I'm not happy. I want this. And we literally, I had one of our homework assignments, like write everything that comes to your mind within from now to the next session that you want. If you see someone traveling to Europe, put it down on paper. If you see someone doing something, and she wrote all the random things from like, I've never gotten a facial to I want to remodel my kitchen. And guess what we did? We made a plan and she's been doing this for like the last six months. She's pretty much executed all of those things. She is happier than ever before. She used to be this kind of person who's like, when I lose the weight, when I do this, and she's losing the weight, she's doing all the things, but not the way she did it before, meaning like pushing hardcore, a lot of the cardio, and but rather being mindful, but rather slowing down. I tell her it's kind of like the back door. You know this way of like doing cardio, pushing, competing, scheduling a show, but let's slow it down and let's look back at like, what is it that you want? How is it that you want to eat? You don't need to have a diet, but be mindful. Do you need a second protein bar? Do you need a second glass of wine? Think about it for yourself. It's not me to tell you. It's you to decide. Do I want to take the consequences from drinking a bottle of wine? Or maybe I'll be okay with one glass. And like slowing it down, taking away like the make wrong and all the feelings about like, this is right, this is wrong. And like, see for yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of us self-made driven high achievers, we think that more and harder and faster and stronger and more cardio and more pushing and grinding, that's going to give you better results. But really a lot of times it produces stress and anxiety and just like lack of fulfillment. And I've done it. So it's not foreign to me. I I did it all. So I'm just a couple of steps ahead of the people who I work with. So I know very well how it is, how exhausting it is. And so with them, you know, wanting to achieve the same things, they think they need to do more of the same. Like, how about we try a different way? Usually they're in their 30s or 40s or even 50s. And it's like, you've already done it your way for so many years. How are you doing? Not so great. Okay, let's do it my way now. And it works. And I love that because it's so true. And I think making that transition is important. But what I really hear you saying, and I do it similarly with my coaching sessions, right? I get asked that question a lot. And it's really, you provide that stillness for someone. And for the kind of people that you're coaching, you're transitioning them to be their own coach, right? And I think as a D1 athlete, I remember stepping foot off the track. And for years, I didn't want to exercise. I don't want to do anything because I was told for 10 years to do these certain regimens so I could get to X place. And once I got to X place, it was like, okay, well, then now what? And you nailed it. The less is more, less to obsess over, you know, the things that we care about is super important. And I want folks listening to really take that to heart. You know, I, I've been in that hyper grind mode. I've been there. I'm sure you have too. And, you know, at times it serves us. I will say there are moments where it does serve us. But for the long run, it does not serve us. And so I really just wanted to highlight that because it's super important what you just mentioned. And I think people go, yeah, yeah, okay, well, fine. But I still have to do all these things. Like, I can't not do these things. But I think to your point is trying to bring our own wants and needs into the conversation through that stillness. 
Right. And you know, also I feel like with age, most of us understand that certain things, yes, as they served us before, I don't ever bash bodybuilding. It allowed me to learn so much about how to train and how to eat. It allowed me to learn so much. And it's a foundation to the BBM method, what I do with clients, essentially. Back then, it was like the best marketing. I didn't have to ever worry about clients. I was booked up when I was working at the gym to the point that you had to know someone who knew someone to work with me because I I didn't have room because that was my own advertisement. My clients were my walking ads and like the knowledge, the marketing and my own goals at the time, for sure. But there comes a point where you have to realize, all right, life has more to offer than just looking good. And while it's great to look good, what else is it that you want? And like when you're so hyper-focused on the fitness and the performance, there's no balance. You have to sacrifice something else, whether that be social life or relationships or career. Not everything will, there's no balance. There's no perfect balance ever. In your experience of working with all these multitudes of folks, like what is like a common misconception that you run into when you're working with clients? Is there something that like, when I say that, like sticks out to you? Like when folks come to you for the first time, they think working with you or just really getting their quote unquote stuff together in their own mind, right? Is there any misconceptions that you run into often? I think that the biggest misconception, and maybe it is perpetuated by not very well-trained or experienced coaches, is that a coach will tell you what to do. Because the truth is that if I tell you what to do, just like you said about your career, what's going to happen is you want to rebel against it and you have it that someone told you to do it. So I don't tell you, don't drink. I'll tell you, listen, if you're going to drink a bottle of wine per week or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, certain results won't be possible for you. This is very obviously basic example, but it kind of illustrates, I will not tell someone what to do. I'll just educate you so you can make your own decisions. Now, when it comes to the big life things, I think the big thing is to ask people the right questions so they can get it for themselves and not tell them, oh, you're doing this wrong. This is, you know, and and even if you see that they're doing something that's not really working for them, you don't tell people what to do. You don't ever tell people. And so a lot of times I'll have people even asking like, oh, you know, I really would like to try to work with you or see how your work is, but I'm not ready yet to be on a diet or again, those are basic things, but that's not the case. And I don't know if it comes from people's just beliefs or is it their previous experiences with other people where they were being told what to do or they were being told what to eat or drink or how to exercise exactly and exercise of course you know you have to give people some parameters but when it comes to their life and like you know you should quit your job or you should do this or you should quit the relationship no one should be telling you anything. And same with business coaching. I I think, you know, there's so many different ways in which we can create our businesses, our lives, our relationships, our fitness too. So it's nobody's job to tell you what to do. And I think that's a big misconception when people come and they think they will be told what to do. And some actually almost expect being told what to do. Interesting. And, you know, I love asking this question because it's slightly different for everyone. You obviously have a huge talent for what you do and, and there's such a need for it. From your own perspective, you know, what do you think your most valuable skill is? I I was asked this question actually on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and I absolutely loved it. And I said, you know, effective communication with empathy and vulnerability really helped me to lead. What is it for you? I think that the biggest thing that I have is that somehow over the years, I've developed this ability to help my clients and people, even through my podcast, to see things from a different perspective. And so, you know, whether it's their relationship with their parents or their boss or their husband or how they see food and exercise, 
to ask them questions, to share things. And I think with my sense of humor and like funny comparison of different things, what haven't I, you know, you know, my podcast tickle your pickle as in like trigger someone to like <laughs> make these things insignificant, you know, make the issue insignificant. And I don't know, I had a client who works with me and we were working on her co-parenting relationship with her ex. And so what they did before starting to work with me, I called it, they were playing ping pong. She would say something, he would say something. She would say something, he would say something. And it was just like this game of like passive aggressive fighting. And so, you know, every time she got into this, I was like, you're playing ping pong again. And so it was like disarming this, like, it wasn't triggering to her anymore because it was all these visuals. And then she would get herself like, oh, I'm doing ping pong again. Stop it. Don't engage in this. And so shifting perspectives and also using the kind of language or comparisons that allow them to see things from a different perspective. Because again, it's not about telling them what to do. They need to get it themselves. They need to see what is it that they're doing that's not working. Me telling someone, it's just going to make them defensive. It's so true. And I love that you said that. And it's important to not only shift folks' perspectives, but arm them with the ability to change their own lives. And that's something that now, you know, you know better than anyone. We're always on Instagram. We're always on social media, you know, looking for ideas, whatever it may be. And that's the kind of messaging you come across, right? Like, come sign up with me and I'll, and I have this kind of magic wand. And I really appreciate you being open with saying, hey, like, I can only do so much. Like, you have to want this. Yeah. And I think as a coach, you know, it's very important, right? To acknowledge, I always joke that our math is different. My 100% and your 100% gives the 100%. It's not 50-50. It's not 60-40. It has to be 100 and 100. Because just like, you know, with football, for example, I have to come up to the line and you have to come up to the line and we have to play together. There's no like one is in sitting on the, you know, on the sidelines and one is standing <laughs> there waiting to play. It's not going to work. I think it's challenging when someone starts with a personal trainer or a coach because you obviously want to help people. You want to make money. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge that not everyone is there ready to work with you. And so sometimes you might run yourself a little bit to death when you're trying and trying and trying to, yeah. you know, help someone who's not ready or help someone who is perhaps just, you know, not ready to commit to themselves. It's really not about you or another coach. It's about the person not being able to commit to themselves. Absolutely. And I want to kind of shift gears here. And it's amazing after, like, I'm going to talk to you for 20 minutes. And guys, this is like the first time Monica and I've met, like, not only your brand, but like, you just come through so wonderfully. It's really cool. And so I want to ask a couple questions about a couple things, because I have a lot of listeners that are looking to start businesses, have just started businesses. And they're always asking me questions about how do I set my brand up for success? Or how do I start? What do I do first? Like, can you give us a little bit of insight? And I know it's kind of a case by case, but for your own, when you were building your own brand, can you kind of talk about how you started and how you went about eventually setting your brand up for success? I think the biggest thing is to not ever try to be like anyone else and be truly yourself. And that really started for me when I became a personal trainer and I was like, wow, I see all these cool trainers here and they're all doing amazing things. And so, you know, what I was like, oh, what do I like about this person? And what do I like about that person? But ultimately we're our own, own person. And I've seen then with personal trainers back, back, back in a day over 10 years ago where someone would start and they'd be like, I really like this person. Let me try to be like them. And it never works because you're only just a copy of someone else and you're trying so hard and it just comes across as inauthentic and you're better off being your own self, however that is, and you'll resonate with people. And so I, for the longest, had a big problem about my accent. I mean, I worked, I was 
ripped. I looked amazing, but I would be like, zip it because I was like, well, what if I say something wrong and my English is not perfect? Maybe someone is not going to understand me. And I was living and working in Brookline, Massachusetts, which is very international, very diverse, but super, super educated people. You know, Boston College, Boston University. Now I live in Connecticut, so I'm in the woods. But back then, all these educated people. And I was like, who am I to like, you know, a college dropout from Poland with an accent? Like, oh, what do I know? This person has a PhD and this person has an MBA and here I am. These are professors at Boston College and I'm working with these people. But then shifting, I shifted that for myself as in like, yes, this person has an MBA and this person has a PhD, but I have skills that can help their lives be better. And it doesn't matter that they have PhD in the MBA and I don't, and I don't want to. I have skills that could help them be better at what they do. And there's no need to compare myself to them or to their education because I got my gifts, they have their gifts, and we can all support each other. So I think that that's the biggest thing, you know, when you're yourself, people can see it. And there are enough people who will resonate with each one of us. I coach people who have fitness businesses. I just literally had a call with my client before we got on. And she's an opera singer who lost 100 pounds and started a fitness business for theater kids who never exercise. Her type of client is completely different than my type of client. There's millions of people. There are people for everyone. So by her being herself, she can attract her people who will resonate with her and she can help them because she was this person before. Same for me and same for anyone else. Really not forcing, you know, not being like, okay, I'm going to speak like Gary Vee, so I'm going to curse. Or I'm going to be like so-and-so because this person is successful. No, just be your own self. When you're copying someone, you're just being a good copy of someone else if you're a good copy. Or if, if you're a bad copy, that's just very sad. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest thing, being authentic and not trying to imitate anyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that goes hand in hand with both questions because I think when people, you know, they always ask for like tactical things. And I always say, you have the knowledge. That's not what's going to hold you back. It's the perception of yourself. And that's ultimately going to bleed throughout your business. So you nailed it. And I appreciate that perspective. And you said something that super resonated with me. I don't have an MBA. You know, I've built multiple startups and sold them. You know, I've been happy, healthy relationships. Uh, I just told you I got married two weeks ago. You know, and what I started to learn is exactly what you said, is being unapologetically yourself. And on top of that, what you start to learn when you move in these really powerful circles is that you and I actually have a very different sauce than that kind of cookie cutter American success story. And it's actually quite funny. A lot of my clients and really just like folks that confide in me come to me for that different perspective, like we mentioned before. And I've learned that like, that's my superpower is I have this very unique experience. Like you have this super unique experience being first gen, being super motivated and really just not looking like or talking like the status quo. We naturally bring that flavor. So I just wanted to double down on what you already said and just like being yourself is so powerful. And I just want to empower anyone who's maybe afraid to do that. Don't have to do it right away. Maybe choose a day and try to just say, hey, you know, today I'm going to be authentically myself when I have that feeling where I want to kind of shift in to try to be someone else, shift back to yourself and kind of do the uncomfortable thing. So I just wanted to double back on that piece. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And again, just realizing that like everyone has something to offer and there will be people who will be resonating with you just the way you are. And it's hard work to like pretend to be someone else. It's really hard work. So just save this energy for something else. Absolutely. I had a client that came to me, one of my first clients that came to me actually found me on TikTok and I was talking just about how being in business is hard. And I remember this video got like 500 views, but it ended up getting like a hundred comments. Like people were actively talking 
And I was talking about some of the vulnerabilities of starting businesses, which is, you know, just when you do anything new for the first time, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You may not be your best self. And I just think leaning into that is super important. And this client came to me and was like, you know, I was looking at a lot of coaches and a lot of folks to work with. And the fact that you were able to be vulnerable and just kind of tell us your unique story was the reason why I came over and wanted to work with you. And so, again, to your point, like there's enough of us out there to support one another and you'll find your ecosystem and you'll find your people. 100% agreed. So when you think about where you're at today and, you know, I really, again, appreciate you kind of letting us into BBM and kind of what you want to do with your with your life. Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Like, what are some of the things you're building toward? What are some of the challenges you're experiencing and how can our community help? Like, we just want to hear about how we can support you and uh, what you got planned up for the next couple of years. Ooh, dream big kind of thing. You know, it's funny because I'm at the stage of my life where I'm like, I'm about to turn 40 in January, which is crazy because in my mind, we don't have kids. So I feel like I'm still 25, except I have a career <laughs> in money now where before I love that. 25, I didn't have a career and I didn't have money. So yeah, within the last year, I mean, I think I finally started giving myself permission to like do the things I wanted to do, really do the things I wanted to do because, you know, through the self-work, the personal development myself, I got all the things that were holding me back, all the stories that I was telling myself as an immigrant and the things that we, you know, bring up from home a lot. I mean, I have wonderful parents, but, you know, they're raised by their parents and they're raised by their parents. And there are a lot of things that, you know, were maybe relevant then or there, but not really now and here. Like working hard is a good thing or being super modest and not ever showing off, not showing off as in, you know, going and showing off, but like, don't get the flashy car or don't get the crazy vacation because someone might see it and they're not going to like it. And I finally got it like, okay, a lot of the things I brought up from home, I have to let them go because these are no longer serving me. And my ideal client wants to see me living my free, fully self-expressed life because that's what they're coming to me for. So like maybe in Poland, that was in the thing or at my mom's times, but not now and not here. And so within the last year, about my dream car. I'm driving Mercedes G-Class. Uh, my dream forever. I was like, needed a black on black G-Class. I was like, every time I saw one, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And finally I was like, Monica, it's in your head that you cannot have one. Just get it. So I got it. And then three weeks ago, we just purchased our dream home and we're going to renovate it and, you know, move there. And really right now, so one thing that was missing is me actually traveling regularly to Poland to see my family. I have two brothers, one with his wife lives in England, one lives in Poland. Both of them have kids. My parents live in Poland. All my family is in Poland. And so the, that was the thing that I was like, all right, when I move, because I owned the fitness studio before Corona for three years and I happily closed it. I missed, I live now in Connecticut in small town. And I really missed the Boston diversity. I moved to America for the diversity. And here I was in a little town where people are born here and will die here. They've never been anywhere. I mean, not, I'm exaggerating, but you get it. Like, you know, very, very, very boring. I was like, this is my Polish town. I left for that reason. I came here to be in a different place. So I closed the studio and so I'm free to work anywhere. And so literally this year, you know, the dream car in March or February, I don't even remember the house a couple weeks ago, and then traveling and working from anywhere. And so I've gone to Poland in the summer for three weeks, and now I'm going again for Thanksgiving. Obviously, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so the tickets were super cheap. I was like, let's get it, let's go. And so, 
Now, I really have like my dream life. I have the home, the car, the family, the relationship has been on there for a long time. My partner is very private because he's not like me on social media, but he's very private. So he's sometimes there, mostly not, but that's no problem. And I have three dogs. So like I'm there, the dog mother department. But now I am hungry for more impact and more making a difference because I already have everything. Like, of course, you know, finances are great and making more money or making more, you know, financially would be great, but that's, I don't need it. It's going to come anyway with the more impact, but it's not like, I, you know, I need it. What I want and I'm so hungry for is helping more people. This is why I have my podcast. I release episodes every on Tuesday and Thursdays to speak about the relevant things for now, yet without guests for now. But, you know, this is why I have the podcast. This is why I'm showing up on social all the time. I just want to be out there serving people, clients and not clients, just people. Because I see that there's a lot of people who are living small lives and not small from my assessment, people who are complaining that they don't have this or they don't have that, or they want to do this or that, and they don't, but it's all in their minds because we all have talents. We all have gifts. We all can monetize the gifts we have, every single one of us every single one of us, but somehow, somewhere people lose it. They have it that they have to, I literally had a client in the past who was like, oh, you know, I hate what I do, but this is a good retirement and good, you know, benefits. And I was like, dude, you're 28 years old. You hate your job. And in the meantime, you love dogs. You could have a dog walking business or training business if you wanted to, and you could make money doing what you love, but you're choosing to work this job that you hate because you're going to have good retirement. What? How do you even know you're going to live to retirement? You know, and I really believe that everyone has what it takes within them to like make money doing things they love or at least enjoy. And then when I see people struggling, it really bothers me because a lot of times it's self-imposed and they don't have to. And so this is where I'm like, I have my dream life. Literally everything is here. Nothing is missing. Not like there's something wrong as, as missing. And I just want to help people to have their dream lives. I really, really just, like I said, that's why I have the podcast. doesn't have any ads, doesn't have anything, because I just want to help the people. I love that. <laughs> more impact. More people. <laughs> you know, I ask that question a lot, and I love your answer of more impact, because I think that's where ultimately we all want to end up. And I find myself in very similar energy. I shared this on last week's episode, you know, a couple of weeks before my wedding, I had a healthcare startup that lost all its funding. And it was one of those experiences that kind of shocked you a little bit. It's like, here I am doing what I love, making impact and it ends. And I had a couple of days where it was, you know, it was intense. It was like, man, like that really sucks. Like, you know, kind of sad. And all of a sudden, all these other opportunities, like you said, right? Like there's all these other things that like, as I went through that journey, I started to cultivate and love. But you know, I was exercising them, but I didn't get to fully step into it. And all of a sudden, like last night, I, it hit me, like, because I have all these opportunities on the table. There's all these things that have just, you know, I got married. Like, I had just recently purchased my dream car. I, I didn't tell you this, but my car was stolen, like, months ago. And that just led me to go buy my dream car. So I had all these kind of, like, crazy universal things happen. And to your point, like, how you would respond to them is really important. And all the work I've been doing over the last couple of years helped me to respond more appropriately as a 28-year-old to be able to say, hey, you know what? We're going to step fully into this. And so it could hit me yesterday. Like, I felt like I'm stepping fully into it and that impact's going to be there. So, like, the fact that your answer was, like, more impact, like, I'm, like, right here with you. And I hope the folks listening, I hope that that makes you even more motivated to step into your power and make impact. You know, one thing you said that's so key is that, and I talk about it a lot, is that you never know if something that's happening right now 
is that good or bad? You never know. Your stolen car, delayed plane or canceled, or a relationship that doesn't go right, or job that ends. You never know up until much, much later. And then two, you get to react so that it's a good thing. (laughs) You get to make it a good thing. It's so true. And what I noticed was the environment. Like you mentioned, I saw you mentioned today about you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Like the environment of how people respond to you in these moments is important. Like my wife, she was like, okay, throw yourself a pity party for a couple of days, but like, it's going to be fine. You're going to laugh about this one day, right? Like it's really important that you have that perspective and that you have that. And to your point about sowing seeds, you know, the two opportunities I'm looking at were opportunities like businesses I started, I helped launch for people about five years ago. And they're both giving me like these max offers now and bringing me into their business, like as equity partners and advisors and consultants. And it was just like, whoa, like here the universe is like five years later, like here's everything you wanted. And so I wanted to share that because it just really resonated when you were like, you know, I'm here, I'm here. This is all I've been working for and I'm here and I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna scale it and help more people. Like that's where we all should be aiming for. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us, our goals are kind of out of perspective. They're not in focus. They're not in what we want. And so uh, I really appreciate you sharing that piece. Thank you. So much in common here. Yes. Oh, it's nuts. So Monica, thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't tell you how impactful. Honestly, I'm going to show you like my page full of notes that I personally have made. If you guys want to connect with Monica or work with Monica, all of her links will be below, including her podcast, her website, and all her socials. Monica, really thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. I cannot wait to share with you. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked Podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstuck.